Folks, let me give you some friendly advice. Do not be the creative who spends thousands and thousands of your hard-earned dollars on equipment each year without spending one penny on your marketing. If there's ever been a time to rise above the noise and do something just a little bit different to impress your leads and wow your clients, I would say now's that time. And my favorite way to do that is by leveraging print promotion using the photography that I am the most proud of. So our amazing friends at Bay Photo Lab have almost every product that you can think of, from magazines to photo books to promo cards that you can leave behind. And listen, if you just want something to dazzle your office or living space at home with, well, they have options for that too. You can get prints and wall displays from basically every style, from canvas to metal to acrylic. And the best part is you can get 25% off your first time order just by going to bayphoto.com, signing up today. They ship everywhere in the world, folks, and all their products look incredible. So do yourself a favor, start leaving an impact, whether it's for your personal memories at home or for your professional marketing at work. Bay Photo Lab, designed by photographers for photographers. What's up? You are listening to Entrepreneurs, a photography podcast designed to help you manifest your best creative life in self-employment. My name is Mike Thur, and I am your host. And on this show, you're going to hear practical perspectives on how to improve your freelancing journey. And beyond that, you're going to hear from other incredible creative professionals about their art, their business, and the lessons that have helped them grow. So thank you so much for joining me. Entrepreneurs starts right now. All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. If this is your first time here tuning into the program, thank you for checking us out. I am so appreciative that you are here today. Now, I am going to be revisiting a topic I actually did early in season one, which is about flying out of town for any of the professional gigs that you might be hired to do. And this has been something I've done a lot of over the years, especially the first, I'd say, three or four years of my career. I felt like I was flying out of town every weekend, which is at the start, an awesome deal. It's an exhilarating part of being a professional. You get to travel, you get to leave the doldrums of the office, and you adventure to new cities around the world that you've never been to before. Now, while it is still an exciting opportunity, every time I get a chance to work out of town, it also brings its fair share of stress. And after the novelty wears off, which it did for me, it can become somewhat taxing. For instance, I am about to head out to my fourth state in the last five weeks. So it kind of feels like I'm living out of my suitcase right now because it kind of am. And all I really want to do is just wake up in my own bed, go to sleep in my own bed. And so today I wanted to give you some ideas to remove some of the stress that might come from your out-of-town jobs if you're flying in and out of home. So hopefully this makes it easier on you. If you've already mastered your own setup, kudos to you, right? Like let us know in the comments if you have any additional suggestions. But for those of you who are just getting started, this might be food for thought, all right? So here we go. Tip number one, use a business credit card for all of your purchases. All right, so this isn't really a travel tip, but it sort of is. You know, ultimately, if you are traveling for work, if that is a big part of your job, don't get into the habit of commingling your professional expenses with your personal expenses. All right, that is going to be a nightmare come tax time. So you're way better off just having a dedicated business credit card for all of your out-of-town expenses. If you just use one credit card for everything, personal, business, travel, whether you're gone for three days or three weeks, you're likely not going to have the frame of mind upon return to organize all your purchases on that trip and separate them, right? Like it just kind of goes to the back end of the pile. And at the end of the year, you have to deal with it. But, you know, if you're out of town for five days on a job, you could theoretically have 10 plus different meals that you're paying for over that time frame. 
it is way easier having a card that has all your business expenses on it as opposed to using a personal credit card and having to sift through all your write-offs at the end of the year. I know from experience, I've done it and it sucks totally. So don't do things that suck. Do things that don't suck. Get a business credit card. Okay, tip number two is to build good credit on that business credit card. All right, so business credit kind of works very similarly to a personal credit card in that your credit limit for a business credit card is going to be based off of your income. So if you get a $12,000 credit limit, a $20,000 credit limit, a $50,000 credit limit, that's based off of what you earn. But unlike a personal credit card, you can't leverage your whole household income, okay, which could include a partner who makes more than you. A business card is really just looking at your business income. So if you're starting out or you make a modest amount, don't expect a great deal of credit limit right off the bat. Now, this does make it challenging when you have big expenses to make for travel. So for instance, I was just in downtown Denver for a job. Client had me staying at a very specific hotel. They would reimburse me after the shoot. The hotel cost $1,600. When you add in the fact that the flight cost me $500, the rental car cost me $500, I'm already over $2,500 just to do this job until I get reimbursed for everything. So if you don't have a high enough credit limit, your card will get declined. You will have to split these expenses on your personal cards, once again, making it harder to organize for tax time. So how do you build good credit? Well, the answer is not going to surprise you. It's the same as you would with personal credit, which is to pay your balances off in full and on time. And by default, your credit limit will increase. Okay, so I started off with a $5,000 credit limit, paid off my balances and increased to $10,000 within just 18 months. All right, tip number three is to sign up for rewards programs. All right, had I known this years ago, I would have taken advantage of so much more free travel perks. Okay, I'm talking airlines, hotels, rental cars. If you have the ability to control who you get to book with, then I would suggest picking a specific brand or company and sticking with them to maximize your points. So if you want to fly Delta, fly Delta and just book with them. If you book all your flights, based off of lowest price available, then you're going to spread yourself out really thin. You're going to have to sign up for 100 different airlines and you'll have so few with them that you'll never actually accumulate anything. You'll just have a few miles with each airline, United, American, JetBlue, Southwest, Allegiant, whatever it is. You'll never get anything out of it shopping based solely on price. And the client is paying for it anyways. You're just putting up the upfront cost. So book with whoever you want to book with, be it Hilton or Hertz or whomever, If you travel consistently by doing this with a specific brand, you're going to get a lot of perks in return. You know, free flights home to visit the family on Thanksgiving, uh, free getaway at a resort with a spouse. You know, I mean, my God, had I just had the common sense to rent with one rental car company for all my prior business trips and accumulate all those points, I would have been able to get a Mustang convertible for the entire week on my Hawaiian honeymoon. You know how much rental cars are in Hawaii? It's insane. So I'm just saying, don't shop based solely on low price. Find your airline, find your rental car, find your hotel brand that you like, sign up for their program, you get free rewards and max that shit out. All right, tip number four is to sign up for some sort of expedited airport security program. All right, I have long been a TSA pre-check flyer, but there's also clear and global entry, which I think is simply um, an international form of it that adds TSA pre-check, but do a little recon, For the nominal cost, I honestly think it's one of the better expenses that you can make when it comes to travel. TSA PreCheck cost me around 
80 to $85 for five years. And I believe it's still the same today. So for the past 10 years, it hasn't gone up in price. And what you're getting in return makes the process so much easier, especially at big airports like Atlanta or JFK or Dallas, right? They're brutal airports in general, like the TSA pre-check line might be 20 to 30 minutes long, but it's three times worse if you don't have it. So that's my point. You're going to have to get to the airport like four hours before your flight if you roll up with without clear or TSA pre-check just to feel safe. And I know it's a first world problem, but these things compound over time. When you're on the move, you're flying all the time, living out of suitcases, checking into new hotels, picking up rental cars, return rental cars, you know, all that fun stuff. If you also had to take out your laptop, take off your shoes, remove your belt, touch your toes, do a song and dance in a line twice as long, you know, it's just kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back. So save yourself the irritation. Get TSA pre-check, get clear, make your process that much more stress-free. All right, tip number five is somewhat photography specific, but if you happen to be bringing your camera gear on a flight for a job, either put your equipment in a safely padded Pelican case or just use a camera backpack, okay? I never bring soft case rollers on flights. I love the bags, but I always get asked to gate check my carry-on if it's a roller. I'd say probably eight out of 10 times. And then we have to get into this contentious conversation about how my career is in this bag. It's got to stay with me. And they say, no, we have three or four of the uh, bins being occupied by someone's fancy hats. So it just becomes a tired game getting into these discussions with these agents. And I get it. They are doing their job. But if I can remove the conversation entirely, I will. Now, you can bring a roller if you can ensure that you are one of the top groups boarding, which means you might have to pay a little bit extra. Otherwise, I always seem to be one of the last groups boarding and they always run out of space. So I always opt for a camera backpack. I vacillate between two different bags depending on the job and what I need to bring. So I'm either using a Peak Design Travel 45 liter or a Think Tank Streetwalker hard drive bag. I think it's about 10 years old at this point. So they are likely onto much better versions, but that is what I use. I never bring a soft case roller. All right, tip number six is to bring some small personal maintenance tools. All right, so like I mentioned, I bring a camera backpack with me on all my flights. And while the benefit is you do not get gate checked for it, the downside is that it weighs on your shoulders and your back. Now, I wish I had the space to bring a foam roller with me, but oftentimes I don't. So what I do instead is I bring a travel-sized Theragun with me so that I can massage out my shoulders, my traps, my lower back. Also, because of the jobs that I am doing, I spend a lot of time on my feet, so I swap out one of the heads. I can massage my feet, my quads, hamstrings, calves, IT bands, even your forearms and your wrists work really great on photographers picking up cameras all the time. So it has been one of the best revelations that I have found in my travel. I think I spent $60 on it on a version on Amazon. And that thing honestly saves me after a long day on the job. Other maintenance tools are sleep masks with uh, Bluetooth headphones so I can sleep with some white noise on liquid IV electrolytes, allergy medicine, melatonin for better sleep. And if you're sensitive to textures, maybe bring your own pillowcase that you know works. And the benefit is none of this stuff takes up any space, but it all helps. Tip number seven is to bring lightweight, breathable, and easily dryable clothing, okay? Especially during warmer days, I do my best to bring clothing material that rolls up really easily and does not take up too much space. Certain materials do this better than others, and I'm always cognizant of lowering my footprint when I travel. I tend to focus on bringing less than more. And while that may be a challenge for some of those who are 
uh, always trying to be prepared for every potential scenario. The point for me is to reduce the amount of packing, unpacking, wardrobe decisions, all of that. In fact, I will bring laundry detergent sheets that allow me to wash clothing in my hotel room so I don't have to overpack. And this came in handy for me because I was away from home for two straight weeks. So I was able to wash my clothes and hang dry them very easily and have them ready within the next day. Number eight is to beware of your time zone differences. I like to seek out nonstop flights in general when I'm on for a job. Again, you can price shop for lower cost, but if it adds extra hours to your trip, you may not enjoy the impact afterwards. So anytime I fly east, for example, I always try to make sure I get in early, which is hard to do with the time zone difference. And it's especially impossible if you're laying over somewhere before the final leg. Also, you want to be conscious of how much time you will actually have after the time you land before your job begins. Okay, After years of flying into an East Coast city, arriving at night, by the time I got my luggage and the rental car and I was able to check into the hotel, it might have been 10 or 11 o'clock at night and I had a 6 a.m. call time. Meanwhile, my body is still on West Coast time, so I'm not naturally falling asleep until probably 3 a.m., which only gives me a few hours of sleep. So I've done that so many times early in my career to know it's not a fun way to travel. If you have the ability to book your own flights for the job, make sure you have enough time to get adjusted. Tip number nine is a quick one. Just make sure that you add per diems to your estimates. Okay, this can get overlooked for those who are not used to traveling a whole lot. But if you're providing estimates for an out-of-state job, include a daily per diem so you're not paying for food out of your own pocket. Just make sure that you add that in for all your travel days. And my last tip, tip number 10, is to turn your trip into a fun trip. All right, I'm not going to lie. After a while, many of these jobs just become jobs and the novelty of the travel wears off. But if you have the opportunity to experience the city to some degree, then do it. And I understand the opportunities might be small to go out sightseeing for four hours if you're in and out for a job. But I do think taking the time to find something that connects you to that location will be far more rewarding. I hate the idea of flying into Miami or Mexico City or Tokyo and doing that job, flying right back out without any memory of that area. You know, like give yourself an extra day if you can. And sure, not every location is going to be exhilarating to visit. Like I've been to Dallas a dozen times for work over the past several years. And beyond the amazing barbecue, I honestly don't get that excited for my trips there just because I've done it so many times. But now what has gotten me excited is the idea that I'm going to bring my golf clubs the next time around and play the day before my job starts, or maybe even the day after the job ends. Things like that make the monotony of travel far more exciting and enjoyable. And if you have colleagues there, even better, make sure you go out with them, have a nice dinner, have a drink when the job is done, break bread, talk about life, share the trauma that you've experienced at work. Either way, you take ownership in building an enriching trip just based off of your attitude and your approach. So Folks, that is my quick list. I hope that gives you some food for thought. Thank you for tuning into the show. Have a great rest of your day. Safe travels, and I'll see you next week. This episode of Entrepreneurs was brought to you by Bay Photo Lab. First-time orders receive 25% off on any professional photo printing product or service. Yes, I said 25%. Just go to bayphoto.com to browse the amazing selection of gifts, prints, and displays. That's bayphoto.com once again. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.